Today's talk is brought to you by the wisdom of Doris Day. Gratitude is riches and complaining is poverty. I want to start off, first of all, by just saying thank you for having me. I'm so grateful to be here. And let me stop before I, you know, get all mushy. <laughs> um, but this is such a loving, wonderful, accepting, inclusive, diverse, amazing community. You people rock. Absolutely rock. So grateful. So, our talk today, Gratitude is Riches and Complaining is Poverty. So I want to start off with this saying that we've all heard, we all know, we can recite it all the time. There is a power for good in the universe that is greater than you are, and you can use it. So here's the thing about this power. It is greater than you are, and however you choose to use it is the way it manifests in your life. So if you use it for good, it shows up for good. If you're grateful, it shows up with more things that you can be grateful for. If you complain and whine, you will get more things that you complain and whine about. There is power in whatever it is that you bring to your life. It's up to you. So gratitude, I had to look this up. I wanted to look up and see what Webster has to say about gratitude. The quality of being thankful, readiness to show appreciation for, and to return kindness. Isn't that easy to do when you're grateful, when you're happy, something good happens for you? You go, oh, this is wonderful. I'm going to just be happy all day. I'm just going to be grateful all day, right? And you want to, in turn, you want to be kind to someone else. It's just something about it that allows you to be in that space, in that place of receptivity and love and giving and receiving. It's kind of like I feel about being here. I'm grateful. Now, on the other hand, when you're complaining, this expression of dissatisfaction or annoyance about something or discontent also shows up in your life as more things to be whiny about. I'm sorry, there's no other way to put that. <laughs> You're discontent, you know, this is what happens. And I have a blank slide in there just to keep you guys, in, you know, suspenseful. <laughs> <laughs> so for gratitude and prosperity, let's talk about that for a little bit. What you focus on expands, first of all. Be it something to be grateful for or not you'll be more receptive to opportunities when you're grateful, when you live in that place of gratitude. And you'll also feel better about current circumstances. You can look in circumstances that don't look like anything you should be grateful for, but you can find some good in there if you really want to. So what I, off, what I would say um, now is to just Open your mind to what is available to you. What you focus on expands. So with that, I'll give you a little story, a little example. Um, let's say that you are someone with absolutely 
no money. You have nothing. You don't even know how you're going to get your next meal. Where is it going to come from? And someone walks up to you and gifts you a $20 bill. How grateful would you be? You can eat something, right? $20 might not buy a meal at Ruth Chris, but you can go to McDonald's and get a hamburger, right? So would you be grateful? I'll give you another example. There's a guy who, whose rent is due tomorrow, the next day. It's $1,000. The fact that this $1,000 means he doesn't live in Denver, probably not Colorado. <laughs> but anyway, we're just going to go with this, okay? Work with me. <laughs> and he gets a gift of $20. So what is he thinking? He might be grateful, thank you. But he's thinking about where can I get this other $980? That's what I would be thinking about. Thank you, but do you have another 980 to go with that? Or maybe I can you know, get a little sign to say I need more and just scratch it out as you go along. So one thing we can do with these Thoughts. We can take charge of our thoughts. We can practice proactive gratitude. Proactive gratitude transforms us from a victim to a co-creator with the source. All right? I hope that makes sense to you. Okay, so you have to, what you want, you have to bring it to yourself. And it makes you more receptive to opportunities. So let me give you this same guy. Actually, we'll make it a different guy, all right? And this gentleman, he's on the island of Maui. So, you know, Denver is a joke with expenses when you, you know, deal with Hawaiian expenses. This man did not have his rent. And he was sharing a place with three other people. And he still, he could not figure out what he was going to do. How is he going to make this? So he's a waiter. And he's in this, you know, a really nice restaurant where he works. And this group of rowdies come in. And they're all happy and everything. They're celebrating a birthday. There's a lady who's, it's her birthday, so they're celebrating. She has a little sign pinned on her shirt. It's my birthday. Right? So he's looking at these adults thinking, you know, there's an opportunity here. What can I do with this? He pays extra attention to the group. He makes drinks and any extras. He pours it in little taste testers for the group. He makes appetizers and he makes little extras and gives them to the group without charge. The group is really happy, right? really excited about it. When he, when the group leaves, they leave this guy this amazing tip. I mean, it's a couple hundred dollars, right? And as the group is walking down the street, this waiter is hanging out of a five-star restaurant yelling, thanks guys, I didn't know how I was going to make my rent. Thank you so much, you know? I know this is a true story because I was one of the rowdies. <laughs> and I've just never forgotten that. 
I hope he still has a job. But anyway, you know, being open to opportunities. Now, he didn't know that morning how he was going to pay his rent, but he took advantage of the opportunity to be grateful. This is one of the examples of, you know, how gratitude is riches. So it just reminds us that we effectively unhook ourselves from the mindless habit of focusing on what's not going on, who is to blame, and how bad the world is treating us. It's as if we have been looking at the world through dark, dirty, grimy glasses. Practicing gratitude cleans the lenses so that we can see all the beauty and all the blessings that have always been there we begin to sense that we are loved and our lives are blessed. That helps us open up to receive more and more good. So I can tell you my own story. And I'm sure many of you can relate to this. If you've ever been a college student, an undergrad, how broke were you? You know, I, um, due to a series of events, I had two young children, and my first husband made his transition at 33. So there I am, full-time undergrad student. <coughs> Everything was all set up. You know, it was kind of inconvenient. Everything was all set up to finish school and then move on with our next set of plans. But best laid plans don't always happen like that. Then one day, in the midst of all this, I mean, I was like 26, 27 years old. And when he died, there were questions I didn't even know how to ask about money and, you know, how am I going to make it? How am I going to feed my children? And it didn't ta take long for money to run out. It was not an endless supply, which kind of sucks, but it wasn't an endless supply. <laughs> but I looked up one day and... My background, as you know, is you know, from a fundamental church, but I still believed in prayer and faith. And one day, I had no food in the house for my children. And so I was sitting there thinking, okay, God, I know, I know you did not bring me this far to leave me in a position where I could not feed my children. So what I did was, I began something that in our teaching we call mental equivalence. It's like we're preparing ourselves for our good, for what's gonna come up, right? So my refrigerator was empty. So I went and cleaned it all out. Got it all nice and fresh and clean. So that when God provided some groceries in there for my children that evening, there would be some. I didn't know where it was gonna come from. I had no idea how this was gonna happen. And it didn't matter, I just believed. Now I would believe in that power for good in the universe. Then it's like, God, I know you hear me, right? So one of my friends was dating this guy and he came to some money somehow. I don't know, lawsuit, something, something happened. Anyway, he came into this money. And the first thing he said to her was, let's go buy Millie and the kids some groceries. I didn't say anything to anybody about this yet. 
God provided. God is still in the prayer answering business. Okay? Just believe it, know it, accept it, embrace it, claim it. As soon as you start to feel differently about what you already have, you will, to, will start to attract more of the good things, more of the things you can be grateful for. I am very, very, I'm grateful for so much I can't even get into it right now, right? I mean, we only have like 30 minutes for this chat. <laughs> but I have noticed that Sometimes the more you're, not sometimes, whenever you think on something that is good and that is pleasing, more of it comes to you that allows you to not complain about it. So you'll feel better about current circumstances. One of my friends was telling me about, she was telling me her story about having fallen and broken her leg. And for a few days, this person is an athlete, so, you know, she was whining pretty good about this stuff, all right? Just, just trust me. Oh, woe is me, my leg is broke, I can't ride my bike. You know, I can't do anything, I'm gonna die. You know, just, she, she yeah. And if you know her, you know. No, you don't know her. <laughs> But if you did know her, you would know that when she gets in that stream of things, she can go. She can really go. And she said, I could tell this story. She's sitting right there. <laughs> so I just figured I'd tell it. <laughs> but anyway, um, after a few days of complaining, what she said she noticed was this, was that... You know, when people would see her, you know you're walking around or something with your crutches and your black boot. Thank you for helping. <laughs> um, people tend to ask, oh, what happened to you? Oh, oh my God, what is it, you know? And, you know, after a while, she said she was just exhausted from complaining. I broke my leg, I did this, I mean, and After a few days, someone asked her, oh, what did you do? And she said she was climbing the side of a mountain with some fine men, <laughs> and she slipped, and they didn't catch her, so she broke her leg. Then they even forgot that her leg was broken. They were so busy laughing at her story, right? I love that. And it's just an idea of what you can do with circumstances, how you can turn it around with your thought, how you can just change your thinking. So let me tell you about Myrtle Fillmore, the co-founder of Unity. Do any of you guys know about her? Yeah. Yes. So Myrtle, back in the 1800s, she um, healed herself of tuberculosis. Now this was a time in the 1880s Tuberculosis was a killer, it still is. You don't hear about it as much, but tuberculosis is still alive and present on the planet, and people are still dying from it. But Myrtle decided instead of whining and complaining and oh, woe is me, and 
I'm going to die because everybody else dies from this disease. She decided to go within. And she began to thank her body for just being present. She blessed and thanked her lungs for the air that she could breathe. She blessed her organs for its circulation, her heart for all of the things that her body did for her. She totally changed her body chemistry with gratitude and she healed herself. Her saying, her declaration, I am a child of God and therefore I do not inherit sickness. Of course, her ultimate healing could have been a transition, but that's not the way spirit decided to allow her to express. So she had a witness. She could testify, right? If you guys don't know about testifying, just trust me. Okay? Amen? There we go. Okay. So you have heard about it. So... So she did, um, that's what she did. And she went on to co-founder Unity with her husband and it was just this amazing teaching. So practicing daily proactive gratitude gradually becomes a habit or a pattern in our consciousness and it begins to shift our energy in the balance of the positive. And it is this then that we become magnetic to more blessings. So today, I have to ask you, are you grateful? And and what are you grateful for? Other than being here and listening to me, what else? (laughs) No, the breath you just took, that inhalation and exhalation, was a gift. Be grateful for it. We do not take the time to just say, thank you, God, You can walk around all day just saying thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, spirit. Every breath that you take, every time your heart beats, is something to be grateful for. So our founder in his home says, there's something in this attitude of thanksgiving that comes beyond the field of doubt into one of perfect faith acceptance, receptivity, and realization. Once we realize how much we have to be grateful for, we can live a much happier life. Even with a broken leg, you can say, thank you. So complaining is poverty. Why is that? I mean, just saying the word complaint sounds, it just like lowers the vibration, doesn't it? It's just... You know, you ever run into somebody that's just complaining all the time? You don't want to be around them? You know, I do. Maybe some of you haven't. I do. You know, if somebody is complaining all the time, it just, you know, it's not my jam. It just doesn't work for me. I would rather be in that attitude of gratitude. Why do people complain? And what can we do about it? And let's talk about releasing the fear. So Ernest Holmes says that in our ignorance of the truth, we have misused the highest power we possess. And so great is this power, so complete is our freedom in it, so absolute the domain of law through it, 
that the misuse of this power has brought upon us the very conditions from which we suffer. I had a family member who, whose life was complaining. Nothing was ever good enough. No one was good enough. No, you know, I'm afraid of this. I'm afraid of that. I'm afraid of being sick. I'm afraid of losing my mind. I'm afraid of, you know, just so much. And that's just the way this person left the planet. Ill. Demented. And I'm not saying that this person brought it, but my brother was the one that pointed that out. And he's not a religious scientist. So then I could pay attention and say, well, yeah, I guess you could look at it like that. She used to always say this and that about people and how crazy they were, how they this, how that. But it was kind of sad to think that someone who does not even know this teaching, this power that we speak of, could recognize that maybe this was brought on by that energy of something is wrong all the time. So why do people complain? People complain because it feels good. They like it, you know. You can get into that pity party, you can get into that whining and stuff like that and just really throw yourself a serious get-together with complaining. And the more you complain, the more your brain will rewire, rewire, so that the path becomes easier to complain about whatever, whatever it is you find yourself all caught up in that you're complaining about. Poverty is defined as the inability of having choices and opportunities. When I, so you have the complaining, now you have the poverty. Poverty sometimes is a very physical thing, a lot of times related to money, right? It's not enough money. The biggest complaint as far as poverty or any complaint no complaint is more common than that of a scarcity of money. So it's like no matter what we have, if we look up and we don't think we have enough money in the bank, or we don't have a house that's big enough, or as big as the persons down the street, you know, because they have more money and they can take more vacations, that's what we complain about. So let's talk about not enough. Have any of you ever known someone that was, they had good money. They were, you know, they weren't exactly broke. But they always sound like it. They always talk like it. Okay, you guys don't know anybody like that. I have a couple of friends. <laughs> All right, I'm just saying. Not enough, not enough, not enough. I had a friend that was a millionaire. Spoke in very small amounts. Well, I'll get this little bit for that, and I'll do this little bit for that, and I'll, you know, just, it was just always speaking of in terms of not enoughness. So there's a term that I thought I had come up with until I read it in the dictionary. <laughs> it's called poor mouthing. <laughs> it's like, 
oh my God, they're poor mouth all the time. They have all this money and all they're talking about is what they don't have and you know, speaking in scarcity and that, to whine and complain that you don't have much money, that you're destitute from other expenses and et cetera. I mean, it's just, when you're much better off, I, I just never did get that. And I have another friend that doesn't even cash checks. And I swear, he has a dime out of every quarter he's ever made. <laughs> now, I know there's a pattern here. I have friends with money that are in that place of, you know, what I'm judging is not very grateful. But I want you to know, I'm not them. I don't have money that I'm not grateful for. I'm a minister, so that takes care of it. I don't have to pour mouth. I don't pour mouth. I'm grateful for what I have. But I'm just saying. And so what can we do about it? What can we do about it? How can we change our way of thinking? The first thing you can do, if there's something that, is, that you're complaining about, I would invite you, is the minute that you find yourself complaining, that you just stop right there and you go, well, wait a minute. What is the good in this? What is the good in my broken leg? What is the good in my, you know, in other words, just prepare yourself. Think about something that you have to be grateful for, even if you have to concentrate on the breath, because that is something to be grateful for. And I can tell you, as a registered nurse, there were times where people would just give anything they could have to just take a deep breath. Just one good, deep breath. So I want you to think about that today. I want you to think about, not think small, but I want you to think about the little things that you just take for granted every day. If you can see, you have vision. If you can hear, you have the gift of hearing. If you have your health, it is a gift. If, as, if you are getting older, as you make your birthdays, you, get, you are blessed to enjoy them on this side of the veil. All right? A lot of people have problems with birthdays. I don't. I have one coming up. I'm going to party. <laughs> because I'm alive. And I'm happy to be alive. I'm happy for every year that I have made it. I'm happy to be a mother and a grandmother. I'm happy to be here, to be able to talk to you. I am happy to be a minister because it's something that is, I was called to do. I'm happy that I answered that prayer. Even in the midst of, you know, looking at times when there was no, I didn't have food in the refrigerator for my children, I was happy to know that I had a God that I could depend on that would allow me to continue that journey, no matter how hard it looked, not giving up. I'm happy. I'm happy today. Do you get it? So that what happens with our poverty and complaining is that we're impeding the flow. This is what we're doing. We're tying that energy up and we don't let it flow. We don't let it just be in that place of 
freedom to flow and to be, and to just accept. I mean, you can't, you, you can't. You just can't if you don't appreciate it, right? So complaining affects your health. It affects your surroundings. So here's the thing. Have you ever walked into a room and you feel like, well, you know, there's a bunch of complainers in there. When you walk in, it's like you're walking in through this really heavy energy. It sometimes gets even hard to breathe. So there is a term for this that your surroundings affects your health. There's a term for it. It's neuro something. I'll tell you later. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, it's, you know, the people that you are around, if they bring you down, it's because you are in that energy. It really does feel like it's just heavy all around you. And when you're with them, you don't feel good. When you're in the, that, that whole group, you just don't feel good. Whereas you go somewhere and people are happy, you know, and they're grateful. It's a whole different energy. Like it's a whole different energy when you walk into this church. When you walk into this sanctuary, there's an awesome energy about it. So there are two things that you can do when you feel the need to complain. One is to cultivate an attitude of gratitude. That is, when you feel like complaining, shift your attention to something that you're grateful for. And so release the fear. Releasing the fear. Most of the time when we complain, it's really about fear, isn't it? It's yes, it is absolutely about fear. What are you afraid of? You're afraid of not enough. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough food. I don't have enough this. I don't have enough that. Somebody's got more than me. I'm afraid they're gonna, not going to like me because I don't have as much money as they do. We can't hang out. You know, I mean, it's just always about fear. Fear can affect your health. Fear can affect everything about you. If you're afraid of being, you know, sick or whatever, just the fear can produce um, increased cortisol, which is the stress hormone. And that stress hormone does affect your body. It affects your sleep. It affects, you know, the way you eat, the way you think. Your stress levels are always up here, so your blood pressure is up, right? Let it go. God got this. There is a power in the universe that is greater than you are, and you can use it. So success does not mean the accumulation of wealth, the maintenance of a position, or supremacy of power. Success means life free from the burden of anxiety and liberated from fear. No matter where you are right now today in your life, you have enough. Especially in America, we're just so used to, I mean, our people on welfare drive to the welfare office. And there are people in the world who would give anything to have as much as a tank of gas costs to get there. But what do we do? We complain about it. So it is unthinkable to believe in a God who creates man only to set him adrift in a nothingness burdened with care, doubt, and uncertainty. 
destined eventually to go to a suppositional hell because he does not know enough to go to an equally suppositional heaven. We know this already, don't we? We're religious scientists. We know we don't have to go to hell. I used to be so afraid of hell. Hell can go to hell. I was living right here in heaven and didn't even know it because I was too busy living in fear, living in the fear of going to hell, living in the fear of not living well enough to be worthy of heaven. What a crock, you know? We're, we're just so blessed. So be thankful for that. If we believe in a God who creates man out of himself, we must believe that since this God has intelligence enough to make man, he has resources enough to provide for his well-being. There you go. That's the talk. Right? Do you believe? And I want you to think about some of the things that you have experienced in your life that God has brought you through, that at the time, you had no idea how you were going to do that, how you were going to even get there. How is this going to work? How am I going to feed the kids? How am I going to get to my classes? How am I going to do this? How am I going to pay for ministerial school? How is this going to happen? God said, I called you. Spirit said, I called you. You think I called you to like shut the door? There have been some beautiful ways, beautiful meaning, meaningful ways that has gotten me through ministerial school up to this point. And I'm grateful for them. So gratitude is riches. I hope you get that. I know this was like a lesson, but that's why we come to church, right? Is that why we come to church? Yes. And that's my conclusion. Complaining is poverty. You think about the things you're complaining about this week, your homework is to not complain. And if you catch yourself complaining, stop. And just think about three things right there that you are grateful for. Okay? It could be anything. They're not too big. They're not too small. The vibration of gratitude attracts more positive things into your life. And gratitude turns what you have into enough. We have enough. Let's live from that space of enoughness. And so I just want to take this time to just pray a prayer of gratitude. And I want you to breathe in with me. And as we, as we pray, I just want you to just think about something that you are grateful for right here, right now in your life that you thought was a hindrance. Look at it as an opportunity. And so let us pray. And so right here, right now, I know that God is all there is. God is everywhere present. There's absolutely no place where God is not. God is spirit, source, God is love, divine right action, infinite intelligence, harmony. 
God is all that there is. The grains of sand on the planet is too numerous to count. Every wave of the ocean is just non-ending. It is unending. It is always there. The blueness of the sky, everything, everything is God. So when we look around, we see this abundance in our lives. We can appreciate everything that we have and anything that we feel the, the need to complain about we can stop and just say wait thank you God thank you for that breath you just gave me thank you for my children thank you for my home thank you for a roof over my head thank you for food to eat thank you for love in my life thank you for my awareness to even be thankful and to just be in gratitude of the goodness of spirit. I release any opportunities that I feel the need to complain about. Those opportunities just go and they turn into opportunities for gratitude and for joy and for peace and for thankfulness, just knowing that as I am even in this community, I am surrounded by love and peace, by grace. And it is the grace of God that has brought me here and allowed me to be in this place right now of continued, unending love. Oh, there is a power. There's absolutely a power in this universe. I choose today to use this power in positive ways as a way of just knowing that my richness does not rest in money but in every breath that I take every friend that I have looking at the surroundings of nature it's all God God is my source today and I'm absolutely grateful and so now, as I release this prayer, I do so with thanksgiving. And we can affirm this together by saying, and so it is. And let us sing. Thank you, God, for everything. 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 
amen. And so it is. And so now in this time of gratitude, I want to invite your giving heart to give. Give from that place of knowing that you can't outgive God. You ever hear that term? I don't care where you are, you kind of hear that. But just know. And so take your gift or your tithes and we're going to say this affirmation today. Place it over your heart. I joyfully celebrate the flow of good through me. I am grateful for receiving and giving to my spiritual community. I give thanks, always knowing God is my source. And so it is.